This episode contains triggering conversation that some audiences may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to Everything in the Gym podcast. This is an interview episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Everything and the Gym. Today is so crazy. I can't even believe that we're doing this today because <laughs> we have partnered with High Country Productions. Hey, yo. So you Pumped. guys are getting this on video as well. So I'm your host, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna yeah. be the vibe of the podcast, bro. <laughs> awesome. Okay. This is gonna be. This is gonna be wild. That's what this is for. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Weston. Uh, what else do you want to know? What is it? Uh, no, you can't read off that right now. Not yet. Oh, okay. You have two hosts today. Me and Dio are hosting. Cool. Co-host. Co-host. Yes. That's pretty cool. That's right. Yeah. I, I hosted the last one that yeah, we did. Yeah, you did. He. We switched roles. Me. You co-hosted. Oh, he did you did. Interview. Oh. Yeah. I interviewed her. yeah. That was a I good podcast. I really love it. When does that, that one drop? Uh, next Monday. Ah, yeah. It's really good. It is really good. You Not will. next Monday from this. Okay, next Monday from current day. This is how it's going to be. I'm ADHD element. <laughs> and me and him bounce off each other. You're just going to have to buckle in, girl. Hey, that's this okay. Is, that's this is how I'm it's going to go. For. I'm here to like... Okay. You talk and I navigate. Okay. Tour guide so, yeah. back on track. Okay. So how old are you? 24. 24. I'll be 25 in April, but that doesn't matter. And what do you do? I'm a personal trainer at Crunch. I'm also on staff at a church here in San Angelo, Texas called Celebration Church, where I do maintenance and special projects. So pretty much I walk around and fix light bulbs, paint walls, or build platforms above bathrooms, which oh. sounds weird, but it's what I do. It's very specific. It is very specific. <laughs> it's a job I've done. <laughs> you, yes. forgot, you forgot one thing. I can't drop that yet. Oh, this is in the new year. Oh, yeah. And... Oh, boy. What? What is that? Hold on. Like, Hold on. No, this is airing in the new year. Like, the first... Like, this is coming out like... Oh, first. so is it the first time I've heard it? Maybe. Youth Pastor. Oh! That's awesome. Heck, yeah. That's awesome. I can drop that on here because it's not going to come out till it's announced, so... Wow. So there's another thing that you forgot. You just got some dashing good looks. You have to have that as a job title. Oh, no. I wish. Uh, husband and father can be a job title, too, because yeah. if you're married, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's another job. He's but a But it's cool. Yeah. It's a job that it's uh, it's not paid, but it's a blessing. It's rewarding. It's re- that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And you, are, you have another one on the way. I do. I do. I have another one coming in January. It's a- Technically, the due date's January 29th. But we're going to induce a week early, so around January 22nd. We'll just see how it goes. Terrified. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrified. How is the, uh, I have to ask this as like a dad's point of view. Mm-hmm. How is your, persp- like switching from no to one, how mm-hmm. is that for you? No from going kids? like no kids to yeah. like having one kid? Yeah. Well, I got to think back to two years ago. That's <laughs> very difficult. Um, it was... I would say it was more terrifying than adding a second one, yeah. right? Because now I've got some time under my belt. Even though, okay, so my my first son, my oldest is Wyatt, and then the one that's coming, his name is Sutton. So I'm just going to refer to them as their names. Mm-hmm. But Wyatt is very chill for the most part. As a baby, he's, <laughs> we would have to wake him up to mm-hmm. eat. Like, he has slept yeah. perfect since day one. 
and we've been Jealous. extremely blessed. Oh yeah, like we've been extremely blessed by that. We are <laughs> not like unaware that that's like rare, mm-hmm. but we, we we thank God every day that that's how He is. Now that He's two, He is rebellious and has gotten into stomping His feet whenever oh, he, yeah. you tell Him no. That's so cute, though. No, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. From an outsider's perspective, yes, yes. to see a two-year-old go, mm, but when you're the parent trying to get him to, you know. Do no, you can't have the third sucker of the night. You have to go to bed now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not cute. <laughs> I'm ready for him to have children. <laughs> right. Because then he'll see. But the transition from going from no kids to having one kid was, I mean, as you can expect, just completely life-changing. Mm-hmm. And, and point of view changing, too. Because whenever I got married, if something had happened to me, I knew that my wife would be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife before me is a very independent woman. She's a very independent woman now. She says she needs me. It's crap. That girl's work ethic is insane. Mm-hmm. She could, you know, she could support the family if she needed to. Yeah. But that's not just how we want. That's not how we want it. We want her. She decided, and I said yes to her being a stay-at-home mom. That was not my input at all. I just have to put that out there because that's like a thing for dads to be like, "You're gonna be a stay-at-home mom, and I'm gonna provide yeah. because." My masculinity can't help it. Like, I don't care. Like, if she wanted to work, I'd be like, cool, babe, go to work. Like, we'll figure something out. I got six siblings. There's plenty of babysitters to go around, you know? But uh, going from zero kids to one kid, you know, knowing that if something happened to me, like, tragically, I was no longer here, my wife would be okay. Yeah. Now having another person whose life depends on me, and now that I have, I I have two mouths to feed, I guess you could say, uh, it, it honestly wrecked me for a while. Yeah. Like... To the point where I would, like, it would keep me up at night being, like, just terrified of not being able to do it. Yeah. But that comes from a lot of deep-seated insecurities from growing up, and I, we will get into that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that will be gotten into at some point. But yeah. the fear of not being able to shape up, because I have an incredible dad. My dad is, like, top-tier A1. Like, like my dad's a pastor, and who he is pastoring on stage is who he is at home. Like, he doesn't change. Like, he can put on different hats, and he can cut up and joke, and he can be serious when he needs to be. But his character stays the same no matter what. And and just having that example, that's a lot to measure up to. Yeah. And so the fear of not being able to do that, but also not being able to do it in my own way, it was crippling for a while. But then I held him. Yeah. And that, like, went away. I was like, oh, I will die for this kid. Like, yeah. Like, I will use Good my war. body as a human shield. If I have to, it's a, it's a click. Yeah, it's, it's something a shift. just changes. Yeah. Automatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. just like, yeah, there's nothing I won't do to make sure this kid is fed, to make sure this kid has new clothes, to make sure like like I will work nine jobs if I have to. Yeah. Like at one point, I was putting in sixteen hour work days. Yeah. I was personal training, eight yep. to no five to eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. I would work out between eight and nine. I would go work nine to four, and then go back to crunch. Uh, Four to eight o'clock, and I was pretty much there the whole time. He was putting in work. Like I've I had a lot seen of clients. Him work so much. Yeah, I, I was putting in long days. All right. <laughs> Financially, it was fantastic, yeah. but it was taking a huge toll on my marriage and honestly yeah. on my relationship with my son. I felt like I didn't know him for yeah. Shoot, from March of twenty one to no March of twenty two to. October of 22 so mm-hmm. March like 10th ish I think is whenever I got hired on something around yeah. there and I went straight into doing the split schedule I went mornings afternoons like I went straight into it mm-hmm. and then on October like 13th I'm pretty sure it's my dad's birthday but yeah. from then to then it was 16 hour days four days a week but 5 a.m. every every day and four hours extra on Saturdays I yeah. mean it was 
I was there six days a week for at least four hours. All the stickers that I have on my water bottle what? that are not from you have yeah. faded and peeled and come off and everything. But the ones I've gotten from you, golden. That's crazy. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. The washing machine or the dishwasher? Oh, dishwasher. <laughs> you didn't catch that. I didn't like, catch that either. I was, I was like, like, you're throwing your, your I knew what I was saying. She knew what I was saying. Yeah. Hopefully they knew what I was saying. I knew what you were saying. Why are you washing your bottle with your clothes? Listen. I was just like. What? Wow. Yeah, and so now I'm back, and I just crossed one year, Woo-hoo. or almost crossed a year. I think they sent me my one-year card too early. They always send it a little early. Yeah. Or actually, mine came in a little late. I got it in the mail. Grace was like, you have a letter from Crunch, and I was like, oh gosh, it's <laughs> happening again. <laughs> Coming for a meeting at 4 p.m. No! It's like, if I don't open it, I never know. Yeah. I'm glad you're back, though. Me too. You and I have had many meaningful conversations that I've walked Dude, the morning's away. hit. I walk away and I'm like, damn, I needed to know that. <laughs> I needed to hear that. But I do want to say that you made me feel so inferior one day, like strong. I don't know. You were standing Was at the dumbbells. You were standing at the I'm dumbbells scared. and you told me to come lat spread with you. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. Because you, you were like doing it off to the side. Like yeah. you were like off on your own with... Homegirl. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you had me come last spread with you. And there were like all these people up there. And I was like, I feel so cool right now. And we were just like both last spreading. I don't know. It's like one of... You have to not care. Okay. You have to not care about I, anybody I, standing I, next to you. I know. But yeah. it just... It felt my, cool I feel like I my last spread. Yeah, dude, you have a good lad spread. It's like if, if me and him were to do you, it. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. He's like, hey, come, like we work out, and he's like, let's go pose. And yeah. I'm like, I will watch you pose. Yeah. Because I noticed like over time he does not like to do it as much. No, like, I don't pose do around it, him. But what I love is that I'll have pictures, and it's just me and him just goofing off. And I think yeah. those are way better pictures than us posing, because I'm like, it just shows like the friendship that yeah. we have. I'm the strength guy. Yeah. I mean, I have bigger lats now because I've been focusing on getting bigger lats oh, because I, I want them. I think yeah dude for a long time I wouldn't like flex in the gym cause I give off very douchey vibes I'm aware cause I was getting mad like I used to get really mad that like I'm a really nice guy and I'm aware that I'm a really nice guy but I'm also aware that I have really hard there's RBF, right? And yeah. then there's for dudes, it's RDF, right? I call yeah. it resting douche face, okay? I'm aware of the vibes I put off. Yeah. So I get it. I do. But it used to, like, really frustrate me that people would be like, the dude's just such a... He's just a, just a douche. Yeah. And they come up to me, and I'm like, hi, how are you? I hope you're good. You I know? don't even remember our first conversation. Me neither. I was actually trying to think of that, because yeah. I was like, this is, would be a fun thing to bring up in the podcast. No. But. I know when I talked to him. I remember our first little talk, but I have no recollection recollection of that. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was at Crunch and there was Shelby and there we go. Yeah. And I was just like <laughs> Technically me and him kinda of go way back in a sense. Yeah. We go back to Troop It. Yeah, we go back like what, three, four years? Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. We were friends. No, we were okay. Like, so we he was like working this is funny. This is like he was working the front desk. He was working the front desk at TrueFit in the mornings, and that's oh. whenever I was going to TrueFit early. I say early. It was like 7. It's not that early. Yeah. 
But like earlier than most people. Yeah. We would walk in and be like, oh no, there is one. Hold on. Good. <laughs> and I'd be like, hey bro. And he's like, hey man, what you hitting? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do heavy squats today or I'm working on my deadlift or something like that. And he's like, oh, go crush it. Heck yeah, man. There you go. You know? <laughs> He'd be like, yes sir. Like, <laughs> go get it. <laughs> I sound like your typical frat guy. Like, yeah, bro. Totally. Good crush it, dude. <laughs> that is not how you sound. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> but, and then one day, I walk in, and we're like, you know, bro, bro, ah, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I walked up to him, and I was like, I don't know your name. Yeah. We've been broing for, like, three months now, and I don't know who you are. And I was, I would go home and tell my wife, and I'd be like, hey, my favorite friend desk guy was there. And it but you know, like, the, you know what it the totally, craziest thing is? I've known his wife longer than him. It's true. Oh. They met at... Church. Youth, yeah, group, youth group years ago. Many years back ago. when Dio was a skinny boy. I was a twig. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. Well. But, yeah, and so then finally he's like, oh, this is whenever, this is back whenever he used to use his white name. And he'd be like, hey, I'm Christian. <laughs> yeah. I, I would introduce myself as that. He I, said, I'm Christian. And I was like, what's up, man? I'm Weston. And he's like, all right, cool. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was that. start following each other on Instagram. Yeah. Right about, right then, right? Yeah. I think you like got on your phone right then and probably followed me then. Truth, it was dead. When did you switch to Dio? Crunch. Well, well, when I was at True Fit, I actually went by Dio because whenever I do interviews, yeah. people would go based off my first name. They wouldn't go off my middle name. Yeah. So like everywhere I went, like I started like once I got to True Fit, they called me Dio because yeah. they couldn't say my first name Dio, so they couldn't say. It. So like, you know, bless you. I was like, you know what? I'll just run with it. I was like, yeah. fine, cool, whatever. I'm Dio now. Like, awesome. So anytime someone asks, I was like, hey, I'm Dio. What's up? How's it going? Whatever. Yeah. But then certain people... It's because I'm white. No. Yes, it is. Don't no. lie to me. Certain people, depending on the vibe I get or just yeah. whatever comes to mind first is what I introduce myself as. Because I've done that by accident. Like, even with Destiny, like, I'll usually go by Dio and I'll introduce myself to other people as Dio. Now, because everyone calls me yeah. that, right. but now I'll do it like I'll I'll forget my middle name's Christian and then I'll just say it. I'm like, hi, my name's Christian. It's like I don't go by Christian that often anymore. It's like, yeah, well, whatever. Now someone knows me as Christian, yeah. and then when someone says, like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm That's why I love at Crunch now. People will call and like, where's Christian at? I know there's a Christian that works here. He's the trainer. There's, there's no Christian here. Like, there, no, like there is. There is no Christians at Christian. <laughs> is there? And I'm like, no. Like it's just that's just yeah. funny. I think the people that I introduced myself as Christian got to kn- get to know the real me, is what I would say. Oh, I think so what'd that- you get? Oh. Okay. So what'd you get? I was working at... I only know him as Dio. Dio. Ah! <laughs> See, like... I, so it's I not because I'm white. <laughs> I, trace it back. I trace it back to, like, if you know me as Christian, we have a, we have a certain level of friendship. No. Or there was something that was like, okay, we had a, an instant spark or whatever. Or we saw each other enough times. And so that's what it was. Because I would always go by, at least at Crunch, always went by Dio. I rarely ever introduced myself as yeah. Christian when I, went to, when I went to Crunch. So Yeah, because I, I got to Crunch and I looked at his name tag and they said Dio. And I was like, what the heck is even this? <laughs> what, the, what the heck is even that? I caught myself. Wow. Oh, you were uh, You see, because <laughs> I, I could have quoted it and I'd have been like, yeah, it's a quote, but no. No gimmies. Oh. You see, at yeah. Crunch, I go by Wes. Like, my name tag says yeah. Wes. It's just easier. Who's south? About I didn't east? say west. I know. It's just west. What about east? I've, met, east? I've met an Easton before. What does Grace call you? Weston. Weston. Yeah. Weston Clark! No, <laughs> Put your clothes away! <laughs> yeah, no, no. 
No. Well, let's get into... The nitty gritty. Yeah. Ooh, nitties. What was life like before you got into the gym? Well, okay, so... Before you got into, like, health and fitness. Okay, so... This is a good question, because I gotta think back. I started lifting the... Summer before my senior year. So I lifted at school, yeah. right? But that's not real lifting, okay? No. The coaches yeah. just put you through a trash workout yeah. that means nothing, especially at the school that I was at. It was like, hey, let's get 40 dudes through an one-hour workout. Doesn't matter how they do it. So, like, everything was terrible. Yeah. And then a guy at my church who I, like, grew up with, he's older. But he, uh, I was just like, hey, I want to start lifting, like, for real. Like, I've lifted at school and I enjoy it. I was like, but I actually, like, I want to lift, you yeah. know? And so he kind of took me under his wing. But life before lifting, before I had, I'll be honest, lifting at first was just an outlet for mm-hmm. frustration and anger. And so before that, I was a very lonely, angry person. You know, I was not who I am today. Yeah. You know, nobody would have liked me back then, mostly because I wouldn't have talked to anybody. Um, but that was back when True Fit was Heroes. So that was yeah. same building, just much further ago. And so... Do you need me to go like even further back? Like, do you if want me you, to get into like? Do you, you want, want do you want me to go where you think you want me to go? Go. I'm yes. Do it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. No, this? it's cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Where we're, yeah, I've preached on this. Okay. Yeah. This is my most recent one. On a Sunday I morning. I didn't get to hear it. Oh, I preached on how I tried to kill myself. We're getting there. Have I not told you that? I know you told me. I don't think we ever talked. Okay, so middle school. This is where it all starts, okay? First off, middle child for most of my growing up, okay? For like the first like 14 years of my life, I was the middle child. If you're also a middle child, you get it. It's tough, okay? I was the middle of five, okay? We had my my younger sisters, because there's seven of us now. Yeah. Kids. That's not including my parents, obviously. But we had the younger ones later in life. My parents did. We didn't. My parents did (laughs) But oh, like like I'm 24 yeah. and the the younger ones are 12 and 10. So yeah. like to put really? that into perspective, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and so middle school was extremely difficult, and I am well aware. Believe me, I am well aware that nobody goes to middle school unscathed. Yeah. Nobody gets out just completely clean. Mm-hmm. Nobody. But I was like five foot nothing, maybe sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I think I finally hit like five one in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and I was a little pudgy guy. Okay, yeah. I held on. I I had the baby weight. Still, you know, I I was that kid, and I, um, it came with bullying naturally, right? I was at a Christian school at the time, so I'm just saying, don't put your kids in Christian school just because you think you're gonna protect them because the devil's all around. Like yeah. he's everywhere. Evil is everywhere. It doesn't matter where you go. Um, it's just called being human. Okay. (laughs) But, um, with that, I mean, it was like verbal, you know, one of my nicknames I had was Chubby Lumpkins was a nickname I had in middle school. somebody gave you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely not one I came up with myself. Yeah. But I also would try to be funny to try to like mask it. And I was not funny and people were not afraid to tell me. (laughs) You are now though. You're hilarious. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I quit trying. That's what happened. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so, like, I had that going on, 
And it, it did end up getting physical. At one point, I was held down in a chair while, like, five other people kicked me in the shins wow. for, like, a solid, like, 30 seconds, which doesn't seem like a long time, but if you ever put food in a microwave and hit 30 seconds, it's a long time, okay? It's a long time to wait on some chicken nuggets, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Dio knows what I'm talking about. I do! I love chicken nuggets, but I don't put them in the, in the microwave. Nah, bro. Air fryer all yeah. the way. All the time. Yeah. Air fryer. But anyway, and then at one point, it got so bad that I got my head shoved into a urinal and then thrown into a tile wall, like, while the lights were out in the locker room. Wow. And so it didn't end until I punched someone in the face. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, ultimately, like, what it took to, like, end it. But um, that going on, on top of, you know, being a middle child, with that being, like, bullied at school, I didn't want to be there anymore. I quit trying. um, You know, felt... I'm gonna get real preachy here because yeah. it's just the truth. But I felt rejected by my classmates because, like, I wasn't very smart. I was probably about mid-level average intelligence. Mm-hmm. But I just quit caring, and so my grades started slipping like crazy. I never turned in homework. I just didn't care to do it at home. At home, I just wanted to be by myself, and so I really started to isolate myself. And it drove me to the point where I did attempt suicide twice back to back. And so, obviously, it didn't work. I'm here, thank God. But um, he did save me. I'll tell you all this story. I'm, yeah. I don't mind sharing. But, okay, so here's how. So the intentions were there, but I was so pure and, like, being sheltered. and Not pure, but I was sheltered enough to not know any real ways of trying to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I needed to do something to no longer be on this earth. And I had seen in movies that you could suffocate people with a pillow. So what I did was is I put the pillowcase over my head and like kind of over my shoulders and I slept face down and like forced myself to stay there until I passed out and like would like be like oh I want to stop and I'm like no like like my brain would be like I'm going to stop and then I'd like stop myself and be like no man like we're going through with this like we're done and I woke up and my pillow was across the room in the corner and I was like laying on my bed like this so I got mad because I was like okay we're going to try this again and I put the pillow completely over my arms so I like shimmied it all the way down because I was like I'm not getting out of this like I thought maybe I like shimmied out and threw it in my sleep or something like that in my passed outness or whatever so I put it like all the way like past my elbows so I was like I didn't want to be able to like get out and slept face down again hoping that that was like gonna be it I found my pillow the next morning in the same spot in the same corner literally like literally like I hadn't moved it from the night before. Hmm. Like, same wrinkles, like, everything. I could still, I could still like, see it today. That's like, if I close my eyes and I can think about it. And I have zero doubt in my mind. Now. Yeah. This, t- this, this, the realization I'm about to say took me years to get. But, zero doubt in my mind that God took that pillow off my head and threw it across the room. And, like, placed yeah. it over there. Like, zero doubt yeah. that that's what happened. And so, of course, what went through my mind in that moment, I laugh about it now. Because I, there's just been <laughs> healing there, you know. <clears throat> kind of. I'm still working on it, but, you know, whatever. Um, dang it, I did it again. I lost my train of thought. Oh. oh, I was like, man, I can't even do this. Like, nobody likes me at school. I'm getting in trouble all the time at home. Like, and that just, like, bred a lot, like, like it just it literally just, like, a breeding ground for just, like, anger and hatred, mm-hmm. which did end up bubbling to the surface in ways of putting knuckle dents in stainless steel f- fridges and a full fist in a truck and then my hand through a wall. Wasn't the truck one at TrueFit? No. No? 
I didn't punch anything at True Fit. No, that was at my house, mm. which is from something completely different. That yeah. It's just not even a need to get into right now. Did anybody recognize that you were struggling? No. 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 Uh, so I preached on this Yeah. probably a month ago, roughly, maybe a little yeah. over a month, maybe right out a month, something like that. I didn't. I, I preached on a Sunday morning. I didn't tell my parents until the Wednesday before, and they had no idea how they react to it. Really good, you know. They, my dad just kind of sat there, and he, I mean, they both heard me out. You know, neither one of them tried to like stop me and tell me no or anything like that. You know, but like or like quit talking. You know, like some parents would be like, "I don't want to hear this." Like, yeah. you know, like like uh, I know where you're going. I don't want to hear it. No, they 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 heard me out, and they. They, they they understood where I was coming from, you know. They've done a lot of, like, looking back on life and everything and realized, you know, my upbringing was, was sheltered and I had a good family. I did. I do. I do yeah. have a good family. But there's seven kids, you know, and two parents. You know, there's only so much they can do. But they do they, – they both did say that they should have been able to see it, but life was incredibly busy at that time. And I do recognize that life was crazy busy, but, and that they were both just like really sorry that that's part of my story now, you know, like that's part of my life, but I am sorry that it's part of my life, but I'm also not sorry it's part of my life because now that I have gone through it and I am on the other side of it and I'm on the healing side of it, you know, after I told my parents, I really like, like I'd already started like my healing process on this. And this is something I told my wife already when we were dating. I was like, if you're going to know everything about me, you're going to know everything about me. Yeah. You know, like you, you're going to know about, you know, the point addiction I have from 12 to 15, you know, and how that's no longer an issue and how it relapsed at 18, you know, and that's no longer an issue. You know, that's a cool story if y'all want to get into that yeah. of how God like, God like healed me, like healed me, healed me. It's crazy. But, and then like, you're going to know about, you know, the times I no longer wanted to be here and tried to take matters into my own hands, you yeah. know, like you're going to know about this, you know, so. But look at like what that opens up for when your, your kids get to like junior high. Yeah. Like that gives you yeah the experience to like walk through that. Yeah. Working. Yeah. And in youth, I am one of, there's four of us, but I am one of the junior high boys small group. Mm -hmm. Um. It's it's me, my buddy Kate, and then two other guys that just recently came on. But I I chose that small group for that yeah. reason, because of just how horrible middle school was for me. Yeah. And so originally getting into lifting was to deal with that anger, and I mean it it it's like it's like putting a bandaid over a bullet hole. Like you may stop a little bit of the bleeding. And like, ooh, I took care of it. Look at this. It's Hello Kitty. Like, no, <laughs> like, it's not. It's not real. You know, it's not a real fix. You know, and a lot of people are like, you need to lift to get over your anger, and it's in, you know, you need to lift because it's it's an outlet. And I'm like, yeah, like I get that. You know, if I am feeling frustrated or stressed, lifting is a huge help. But that's not where it stops. You know, like you don't just lift and then afterwards you're like, I feel so much better. The endorphins go away. Yeah. You know, the endorphin peak goes away and your problems are still there. And I'll be honest, this this isn't a Christian podcast, but the only person who can deal with your problems and can actually help yeah. you is Jesus. And that's just through and through the truth. You know, and that's just not something I've studied. That's something I live every day. And yeah. I'm here because of it. Yeah. Just to be completely honest. I, I'm, I'm literally on this earth today because of that truth. Yeah. 
yeah. is that the only real way to deal with your problems and the only reason why my marriage works. Yeah. I had an anger explosion. Explosion. That sounds like super intense. I punched something again after I got married. Okay, so I thought this was something that was already done and didn't realize it was still in me because I was lifting. It's like I'm lifting consistently. That's where all my anger gets put. You know, anytime I'm frustrated, you know, I keep it pent up and then I'm going to go for a big deadlift PR and I'm just going to release it and I'm going to be good. That doesn't work, okay? Yeah. It doesn't. It's not true. You're If you think lifting is your anger outlet, you're still angry, you know? Mm-hmm. The only way to have an anger outlet for anger to be gone is to put, is replace it with joy. And that's, yeah. again, Jesus. I mean, that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I punched the roof of my car while we were both in it. And the look of terror in her eyes after I had done that, that was like, okay, I need help. Like, I can no longer, I now know that I can no longer deal with this mm-hmm. on my own. And nor should I be like, okay, now you're going to help me. Because I've now put you in what she felt a dangerous pathway and then also not letting this be a generational thing for my kids you know that that was a conversation like like she like I punched the ceiling and she instantly started crying and like wouldn't look at me for a good little bit rightfully so I mean like it was a it was bad I mean I hit it hard you know and so I ended up like we I I got someone to, to talk to that didn't like really know me, mm-hmm. but it was someone I could trust and I could lay out everything with. And they didn't have my growing up as context. They yeah. just needed to know like, this is what's happened. This is where I'm at. And that I knew they would speak the truth into my life. And that's whenever I really started my deliverance from anger, you know, and then pursuing that every day, you know, I haven't punched anything since like out of anger. Good. And for every once in a while, I punch a punching jack, punching bag, but that's for fun. That's not. Yeah. That's not because I'm angry. I'm not like this little angry guy all the time, you know. <laughs> but now I lift because it's healthy and I enjoy it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm sure that's where most of us here are at. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, I don't get me wrong. <laughs> I live to look like an anime character. And honestly, the reason why, and I realized this, like probably a year later after I started like like this is like kind of recent I realized this like in 2020 like when all the gyms shut down and everything I realized that why I wanted to lift and get so big was so that nobody could view me as small anymore Mm. because that's how I felt for most of my life was just small and I'm like you're not gonna look at me as small anymore I'm gonna be bigger than you. No one does yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm six foot two thirty. Not very many people look RDS at me as a now. small guy. Yeah, now I just gotta work on my face. We can do that, you know. Like, <laughs> Honestly, but even even back then, I don't remember ever thinking getting vibes that you were like either angry or because that was probably like when you were it's still brighten up my day. Stop <laughs> it! You get out of here, you little goofball. <laughs> <laughs> you silly goose! Yeah. You, you stop it! Dummy. Should you guys hold hands? No. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, <that's magic. laughs> so, clink. Do you. I bet you guys don't even know about those rings. Why? They rings? used to make rings that, like, you could, like, connect whenever you did uh-huh. that. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I mean, I am a few years older than you guys. So not that many. Guys knew, but, huh? Not that many years older. Not that many, but no. no. We know things. We th- We're all in our twenties. We're all born in the 1900s. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> Y2K was crazy, right? 
Mine too. You know? Me at like eight months old, not even knowing what to do. <laughs> Still crapping myself. <laughs> What's Y2K? You don't know what Y2K is? I might. I'm, I'm, everyone I'm thought like, like when 1999 ended and 2000 came in, like the world was going to end. Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. That's, that's Y2K. There's even like music that is classified as like Y2K music. Really? Yeah. Now it's just called emo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's music. Hey, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. So, what were some of the things that you started with when you started in the gym? Like some lifts. Yeah. Like, what do you? I mean, just you, the basics. You, you walk in and. Compound lifts. Yeah. I was fortunate enough that I had someone with me who knew what they were doing. Yeah. And so we did, you know, bench press. We didn't squat. I didn't actually learn how to properly squat for like a good few years. That's because this guy only did leg press or hack squat. Mm-hmm. And so the hack squat is still pretty good, but you no, you do not. Miss I did I didn't know how to free weight squat. squat. We would do like like goblet squats. I love goblet squats. Heel elevated yeah. goblet squats. That's a quad pump like no oh, other. You hate them? I hate them. Nah, bro. I, I would like much I rather them. do front squat. No, like, bro. What you gotta do is hack sissy squats. Oh no, those are hack even more no, squats. Are you are tried those, oh. right? Yeah. Or yeah. the hack squat and <clears throat> pistol. Oh. Ooh, man. <laughs> I've gotten really into single leg leg press because of you. You're welcome. Single leg leg press is yeah. beautiful. It's, my, it's by it. far one of my favorites. I will say, like, it's fantastic. Do you feel more in your glute or your quad? I feel yes. primarily in my glute. Depends, depends on. Where depends you on place your foot, though. I put mine really high, so it is a little yeah. bit more glute. Yeah. But. I usually do it after a quad burner set, mm-hmm. so my quads are already pre-activated. Yeah. Like, I usually do them, like, I'll probably do, like, walking lunges as, like, a warm-up. So I'll do, like, two sets of body weight, and then I'll do two sets of weighted. You do walking lunges, and then you do another single leg movement? Yeah. I love, si- I love single arm stuff. Doing isometric work is one of my favorites. Hmm. If I can do it isometrically, I'm going to. Yeah. The only reason why I'm flat benching right now with a bar is because I have a goal of hitting 315. And I started that process, and then I quit, and then I got called out in, in, in Terrence's podcast for giving out really good bench information. Yes. Which I do know quite a bit about having a you, good bench. I do. You've been solid. I do. I know how to do it. I just don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, and I got, I got a little bit convicted by that, and so I was like, crap. Now I need to start benching again. <laughs> Which, honestly, to me, flat bench press with a bar is boring. It really is. I don't, it's, it's not that much fun. It's boring. I much prefer I, I, I it, I, it honestly frustrates me that that's, like, the gym, like, like the gym bro lift is the flat bench press. That's what I don't I just, understand is why is it only bench press? So it's like, there are so many way better, cooler movements out, like, in all honesty, like, look, way at more, the, look at the movements that are more aesthetically pleasing. It's if you have a, if, like, when you have a stringer on and you're doing lap pull-downs or pull-ups, your back mm. looks insane. Yes. But when you're doing chest pre- bench press, you can't see nothing. Yeah. It's not, none of it's cool. But it's like chasing the weight. But still, like, there's I, other lifts that you can weight. Uh, you can really the weight. change the weight. deadlift heavy weight. Good benching heavy weight. Like, if, you dead, if I see someone like, who's got a very small frame or... Hex bar deadlift is great. Or whatever. I will, I never, knock, I will, you will never hear me knocking hex bar deadlift. I love My thing is you just can't add enough. The bar's too short. I wish it was... Like, what's your deadlift? Or part that bench. holds... Who cares? About yes, bro. That's one of my... Oh, deadlift one of is like one of the strongest movements out there. Yes. I, at one point... Dio and I were both deadlifting in the 500s. Oh. I was at 505, and he was at like 525 or something like up? that. We were both deadlifting in the no. 500s. No. Conventional. This wasn't sumo. I've done 515 sumo. I, I don't do count sumo. that as my top. I count my 505 we conventional. Do sumo. We should do a sumo challenge. I'm already there, though. How much are you doing? Five, I've done 515. 
No, no, no. I oh, like current? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I was like, I don't think I could do that. Oh, man, I tweaked my lower back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just haven't deadlifted in a little bit. Why did you have to call me out like that? I know I'm older than you, and I know I tweaked my back, but that's not cool. You don't I was talking about myself. You, you said you Listen, are... listen. If what I say offended you, I think that points out more in you than it does in me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but we should do it. Let's do a similar one. I'd be down. But I'm, at this point, uh, at this point in life, Dio and I are both <clears throat> conventional deadlifting over 500 pounds. Yeah. It's a quarter of a ton, man. That's yeah. a lot of weight. That's crazy. And people will still be like, "Oh, that's cool. What's your bench?" I'm and I'm dude. like, "Your freaking mom. <laughs> that's what my bench is. Quit asking me that." It doesn't make any sense. Who cares about my bench? A hundred pound dumbbells for 12. Is that what you want to know? Because yeah. I prefer dumbbell bench. Have you done that? I've done a hundred pounds. I've done hundred pounds for 12. No, no, no. A hundred pound dumbbells, like one in each hand for 12 reps. Oh, my God. On oh watching him do it. I cannot insane. even imagine. My most is the 110s for like three or four. That would squish. But me. I haven't done that in, I haven't gone over 100 on the dumbbells in a long time. But I'm chasing, I'm chasing 315, and Terrence Podcast called me out, so now I'm back doing. And there's something about doing the movement you hate. That after yes. you're done, you're like, okay, I'm proud of myself for doing that. Yeah. I, for some people, that's just getting to the gym. Yeah. And for those people, I'm proud of you for going. I am. <laughs> Real gym goers, not jerks, will be proud of you for just stepping in the door. Taryn and I, we do chest every Tuesday. And you're there, like, every Tuesday, somewhere around. And, like, even when I fell the other day, you were still watching. When I, I do. That bench I do watch y'all. And because I'm I don't like, know, it's just nice. Well, my Shelby, keep your hips down. I hey, I've been trying. <laughs> I've been working on it. It Bench press is one of the few that movements that no matter who's doing, it, you're always if like especially as trainers, I think we are always keeping an eye out no matter what because we've all been pinned. Yeah, we've all been pinned. We've all been it's pinned. The worst. I got pinned under. This is like I I was doing close grip, so I was working oh, on my triceps. That's even worse. And I was doing 185. And I was doing reps of like, I think I was doing like three sets of 10 or something like that. And I was on the third set and I got to number nine. And I get eight, nine, and I go for number 10 and it just doesn't move. <laughs> like, it is the weirdest thing. When your body's like, I'm done, it's like I'm done. I was pushing as hard as I could, pinned me. And, and I did, well, my hands were stuck to yeah. my body. So I couldn't, like I was I was so depleted, I couldn't roll it off I myself. Put all that so I started, I started screaming at the guy next to me because he was wearing headphones. So I'm just sitting there. I'm pinned under 185. Not thinking, hey, dummy, Roll rotate, right? you know. But I was so fatigued. I was just like, I'm just so done. I was literally going, hey! <laughs> <laughs> and finally he looks over and he goes, hey, what's up? And I'm like, little help? <laughs> I get his attention. I just switch back. I'm like, hey, little help? Can, can, excuse me, sir, could you please lift the weight off my chest? It's cracking my sternum at this point. And he walked up and like ripped it off of me, like no problem. It's like, so but. funny because Jake will be like, "Will you stand behind me?" And I'm like, "There's nothing I can do." No, you you'd be surprised though. You would be surprised. It's 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 not always it's it's if not hit, always if you like hit a, that kind of a wall like I did. I can't help you. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you hit that wall. Yeah. But more often than not, I found that every I mean, you should probably attest to this. Anytime I have a spotter, no matter what lift it is. I will do three to five more reps than I plan yeah. to do just because I have It's mental. Yeah. It's mental. Honestly, a lot of it is mental. Knowing that, you know, someone's there and they got me. Even if it's not, if it, even if it's like, like, a, like if I was benching heavy and I had you behind me, yeah. like spotting oh, he'll, me. Oh, will get it. No problem. Yeah. I'll get like at least an extra rep. At least. 
at least one more. Because I myself will go till I almost pin myself. Yeah. Because, like, if I get it halfway up, there's those, like, guards right there. And I'll just... Yeah. I'll just, you know, hip thrust it over there. Yeah. But I'll go till I almost pin myself. But with someone behind me, I'll go for the one more one and actually, mm-hmm. like... Like, the maybe rep, I'll go for it. Even yeah. if the person behind me is... Are you like that with all your lifts? No. 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 Just, like, the the compounds. I don't like training to failure to everything on everything yeah. else. Yeah, and you really shouldn't. Yeah. Training to failure on, like, compound lifts, There's I just don't see a whole lot of... I mean, training to failure on everything but compound lifts. Mm-hmm. Compound lifts, because you're using your whole body. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I like training for strength. So, like, mm-hmm. you should see where your cap is at. But on stuff like like doing like bicep curls or lat pull downs or something like that, I try to leave like a two or three rep reserve, especially on like the first two. I may go to failure on the last one. I'm a big fan of the three set, like mm-hmm. one, two, three, because if I have a fourth set, I will take three sets easy. Mm-hmm. If I only have three sets, I will take one set easy and the next two are more difficult and more difficult. Really? Yeah, I will do one set where I'm like, okay, I know I can do 12, maybe 15. The next one, if that one was like super easy, I'll up the weight and be like, okay, this time I will probably get 12, maybe 13. And on the last one, I'm like, oh, dear Lord, let me get 12. And then, but that's only on the last one. Yeah. Have you done it at all where you intentionally started off with the heavier weight? No, because my shoulders. Okay. Well, with not just with that, with Ben, any lift, any lift, any compound. No. I don't like not having a warm-up. Well, no, like, you still do your warm-up. I'm so confused by your question. Okay. <laughs> you said, okay. have you ever done it where you walked in and just went straight for the heaviest one? No, no, I, Whoa, now you put words in my mouth. <laughs> Did he not say that? I, I can see it both ways. Do you, do you get, I you know, the right way like, in the nose, I see you both. Like, yes. yes. I'm saying, like, musical? Anybody? No? Cool. <laughs> I'm saying you're already warmed Bueller? up. You've gotten your, your warm-up reps in. You're starting your first working set. Oh, yes, of course. Okay. That's what I asked. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what a five by five is, baby. <laughs> yeah, of course I have. Ugh. I mean, that's strength training. You do your warm up sets, and then you go till you go for the strength stuff. You know. Yeah. You know what we need to do? We need to do one of the full body workouts that I'm doing. Oh god. Because it's all strength. What do you got going on next week? What do you got going on Monday? Can you shave out two hours? <laughs> it's gonna take two hours. Honestly, we could just make it like just no no yeah. recording, just you and me just act like. You mean just an actual workout? Nothing no else. talking? No. Well, we could. <laughs> that would be interesting. But like, no yeah, camera, right. no nothing. You mean just oh straight lifting? Yeah, iron. I'll do that. Okay. I got on Monday. Up. I have my ride class from five forty-five to six thirty, and then after that, I'm done. Oh, perfect! I get done at six with my client. Cool. So sad. I have we got done. squat. <laughs> we got squat and bench. Squat and bench. Yeah. Cool. Let me have to double check real quick. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> At least it's not the deadlift day. Okay, so what's the, what, what was even the question that started all of this? Uh, we were talking about how did you get into the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Just a roundabout. That's okay, though. It's a cool conversation. To deal with my anger, that's what yeah. I did. And it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, like, where are you now mentally? A much better place. You yeah. know, I'm actually... Here in, like, be honest, uh, the best place I've been mentally was honestly been in, like, the last six months, to be honest with you, actually, like, legitimately learning how to deal with my emotions and, like, recognize which emotion it is, you know, lashing out in anger could be actually because you're feeling shame or feeling guilt or um, anything like that, you know, but I've been a whole lot better about, 
you know, okay, so being a man, right, you feel like you need to put on a face in front of your family, you know, you you totally do, you feel like you need to be tough, you feel like you need to be, you know, I'm fine with working every day, which I am fine with working every day, that's not what I mean, but I'm fine, like, I'm not tired, I'm not being buried under all this stuff, nothing's getting to me, and that's how I was for a long time, but my wife and I have had some very serious conversations, and honestly, up until, like, pretty recently, I didn't cry from my wedding day. So, like, I cried on my wedding day when I saw my wife walk down the aisle. That's not true. There was one night whenever we were looking at my son's baby clothes before he was born. And I, like, cried then because I was like, oh, my gosh, it's my time. You're an easy. He's going to be for me. That's what I was doing. 100%. Ugly girl crying. It was great. But it was, like, it was bad. It, I'm a, I don't think I'm an, I'm an ugly crier. It is, like, so not. It is, like, <laughs> Didn't you and say then it's gonna send me into an asthma attack, and I'm like, <laughs> you know. Didn't you say you might cry when I leave? Probably not. I was telling Destiny, I was like, you know, what? if if I could get Weston to cry when I leave, like if if I saw one single tear, I'd feel very calm. And she's like, what if what if he doesn't cry? I'm like, if he doesn't cry, that's fine. Like he already said he's not a crier. He was, he, I'm not. not. He's not a I'm crier. Not. But if he did, I would just be like, yes. There are some people when they get like really happy, they cry, right? Yeah. There's some people when they get really angry, they that's cry. Me. I start to cry when I get angry. When you get angry? I don't like being angry. I'm not that person. Because I've, I just don't like, I cried a lot. Middle school, even like quite a bit in high school, you know, I I cried a lot over just like stupid reasons, you know, what I I would say now are stupid reasons. Back then, I'm like, nobody talks to me. Stop it. You know, like, (laughs) don't hit people. (laughs) Or yourself. (laughs) But, uh, but over the last probably six months-ish, my wife and I have had some very real conversations um, of just making sure that I know that I have the space to be like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very healthy thing to have yes, in a relationship is. Is, is both people having the space to be emotional and be vulnerable and just be real, you know. And I feel like they have to have it all put together because like, like even though like right now I work, technically my work day I'm available 12 hours a day, right? Monday through Friday. Yeah. My availability at the gym starts at 5 a.m. And I don't get off the church till 5 p.m., right? It doesn't mean I'm working 12 hours straight every day. There are some days I do-ish. Yeah. Like, I may have, like, an hour here and an hour there. And then there's some days, like, right now, I just, like, I just, like, don't have clients in the morning. And my day doesn't start till 9. Well, yeah. like, 8.30 when I get up. But... And I take those days to sleep because I have to have it. Yeah. yeah. You get, like, very little sleep most of the time. You get most better, like, most of the time. Like, today, right now, I'm running on about three and a half hours. And then that second baby's coming. Right. I'm preparing. <laughs> I'm getting ready. I'm in training. <laughs> Just kidding. It's been like this for a long time. But um, having that space where I can be vulnerable and her reassuring me that I have that space to be vulnerable and then actually taking it. That was my big thing is, is you know... Whenever my wife and I were dating, her name's Grace. I'm just going to call her by her name. Yeah. Her name's Grace. Whenever Grace and I were dating, it felt weird saying my wife, my wife. You know, <laughs> Dude, we got it. You're married. But anyway, when Grace and I were dating, um, there was a few times I did cry in front of her. And um, one of them being just getting emotional about something that had happened not that long before. It was one of my best friends growing up died in a car accident. And we were roommates at Bible school at the time. We came home for Thanksgiving break. 
and it like happened that day we came home not on the road to home he got yeah. home got to see his family and everything which I was very thankful for and then he was going to a buddy's house out in Eden to go hunting and we, we still know what happened it was a single yeah. vehicle accident into a trailer and it yeah but um opening up about that like that was like the first time I was really vulnerable and then honestly after that it was just like okay I'm done like I'm good I don't have yeah. like I don't need that anymore you know I don't need to be vulnerable anymore I, I did that and cool yeah check the bark check mark check the bark <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh more recently you know um you know being the sole income of my house and being you know i'm only 24 and you know coming into i'm a dad i'm a husband you know i'm a husband i'm a dad and i'm about to be a dad again you know of a second one you know um it, it, it's it's hard, you know, be honest, you know, being being a, a, not just a dad, but being like a father, it's not easy being that. And then also trying to balance, you know, doing good at work at both jobs, you know, doing good over here and also doing good over here. And then on top of that, making sure I have my time to lift and stuff like that, but also giving myself a break on days because like I don't get much sleep, you know, like Dio said, I don't. And so giving myself a break of there are some days I don't lift on purpose, like I take that time. I, I go from the gym. I do my work. You know, I do my sessions, and I go straight to the church and I sleep on the couch until work starts. Like that's like it you was cut a, back on lifting a lot. I did. I did. I will at at most lift four days a week now. Most of the time it's three. Yeah. But I'm at the gym five days a week. You know, and I have like my Tuesday morning class and my Thursday morning class, so I'm active every day. Plus, I work maintenance and special projects in a forty-five thousand square foot building. I'm on my feet all day long. Yeah. I average probably twelve thousand steps a day. I got it. Yeah. And so, but you know, being emotionally vulnerable with my wife about how I'm really feeling on days where I just feel like I'm being buried. On days where I just feel like I can't get out of the water, you know, I feel like just like it's wave after wave after wave, just like, hey, you have this, hey, you have this, hey, you have this, hey, you have this, and on top of that, this fun thing you want to do for yourself, yeet, now you have this, and now you have this, you know, you feel like you don't have time for yourself unless, for me, unless it's before the freaking sun comes up, you know, and then after the sun comes up, you know, after I start whatever I'm doing, it's just like, you just go, you know, and you just, you just shut your mouth. You put your head down, you know, nose to the grindstone, and you just do it, you know, which is true. You do just have to do it, you know, like, and that's, that's just like the mentality I got caught up in. It's just like, I don't have a choice here, you know, this is, this is the life I chose for myself. I chose to get married at 21. That was intentional. We chose to have a baby quickly. You know, we got married October of 2020 and we were pregnant February 2021. Like we chose that for us. And knowing that I made those decisions, I put myself in this situation, I felt like I then couldn't complain about it. You know, like you put yourself here, shut up and just work, you know, provide for your family. This is what you do, especially yeah. on whenever I was working and like would like literally work 16 hour days, like get home, be exhausted, just like dog tired and then try to spend time with my wife and try to spend time with my son and play with him on the floor and you know, he was so chunky and so cute and then like trying to like also keep my relationship with my wife going strong unfortunately that's the part that took a hit yeah was my life at home because I never was there and so but now recognizing emotions when they come up recognizing 
you know, what the emotions are, voicing them to somebody, obviously my wife, and actually like being heard and like not just being like, oh, I hear you, keep going, yeah. you know, being like, that does suck. You are under a lot of pressure, you know, like you do have a lot on your plate, but you can handle it. Like you've got this, like yeah. you may feel like you're drowning right now, but that's just for right now. Mm-hmm. And like, that's okay to feel like you're drowning. Yeah. You know, it's okay to be struggling and it's okay to not be okay. And I just, I would never accept that. I'd be like, I have to have my crap together. I have to. I'm like, I'm freaking 24 years old. Did y'all ever do like premarital counseling or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were some of the, I don't, don't want to like teeter off too much. But no, that's cool. I was done with that. Good question. Because um, me and Destiny have been going through that. That was one of the biggest things that we had, to, we talked about is how if, like let's say there's a huge job opportunity that comes up, but let's say it takes up all of my time and energy yeah. and I'm like, they were like, they told us their experience about how they had that opportunity. The best job he was he was looking for, huge upgrade, more time, more more money on that. But yeah. it was like it's gonna take away from his time with his family. And he was like, I'm not gonna do it. 100%. And I think that like now knowing that like there's no reason to sacrifice your family time just for a better job because then at the end of the day you lose the reason why you have the job. Your whole purpose right. of working is to support your family. How can you Absolutely. support your family if you don't have a family to support? Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And, you know, running running that fast, that long, you know, those long days, trying to just keep up and everything. Like I said, something has to take a hit. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't let it be the gym. I got too caught up in trying to make money. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to be my job at the church either. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to have both incomes. Like, we have to have – I have to have both of these jobs. Not only, like, to just, like – Survive, but I was like, I don't want my family to just survive. Yeah. I have another question because I, I feel like in some ways, excuse me, <laughs> I feel like in some ways I've done this where I've struggled with um, trusting in God a lot. Yeah. Do you think that that kind of reflects? Um, yes. Where your faith was it? Yes. Yeah, dude. I was I was putting all my faith in myself. Mm-hmm. I was betting on me, you know. And there's nothing wrong with betting on yourself, but when you're betting on, you know. For those of us who do, I will say, for those of us who do believe, you know, and, and if you don't, come talk to me. We'll fix that. But <laughs> I'm just playing. Kind of. Um, on your terms. But for those of us who do, you know, betting on yourself, but doing it without God is really betting against yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to live life and trying to make it without Jesus at the center, you're not going to go very far. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you're going to feel like you're making huge leaps and huge bounds. I'm like, I'm making... You know, I was making good money at the church. I was making like a thousand plus every two weeks from the gym. You know, it's like I'm trying to like bump that up. You know, I think my lowest check at one point doing like the 16 hour days was like 800 every two weeks. So I was like, I was pulling in some decent money. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. I I rent from my parents. My parents blessed us. They bought a house and we, our rent covers the the taxes and insurance on the house. Oh, nice. And so they don't profit from us at all. So my rent is is cheaper than honestly than it should be. And yeah. I'm extremely fortunate on mm-hmm. that. But you know, utilities are expensive and you know, groceries don't groceries. get cheaper and you know, we brought a baby into the world and diapers are expensive and mm-hmm. baby food's expensive and you know, formula is expensive and stuff like that. And so it it, it by no means were we like balling, you know, could like spend like crazy, you know, we never did anything like that. Most of that money went to savings anyway. Yeah. And so, you know, like, like we, like we recently, not, I would say recently, like a little over a year, we bought my wife a new car, but we went through her granddad to do it. Like he paid for it and then we were paying him back, mm-hmm. 
you know, so we were making monthly payments, and so, but we just did it the smart way, you know, we didn't go through a bank or try to, like, pay the person we were buying it, you know, monthly, whatever, like, if you have, you know, think smarter, not harder, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to go with the flow of what everybody else does, especially, like, you have to do this to buy a car, no, you don't, shut up, like, think think, think outside the box, Mm -hmm. you know, but. Are you still working in those long hours? No. I'm only mornings. Whenever I came back to crunch, that was like my like thing. Is I was like, I will come back and I will be happy to come back if I can be part time only. Yeah. Which and they were like, Are you sure that means no growth opportunity? And I was like, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I feel like the growth opportunity. You, at, you can still grow. You just mean not growing the way. Oh, you're I'm just thinking. not. I'm yeah. not growing as far as like climbing the corporate chain of crunch. Yeah. Because yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I got no. I got no beef with like corporate crunch at all. You know, if, if anything, corporate crunch has only done me right. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. I was I was wrongfully fired by a, a not great person, and corporate fixed it. You mm-hmm. know, and, and extended my job back. Um, so I got no beef with anybody. You know, corporate crunch wise, um, I just I just don't see myself long term building a career with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, at least I don't think there is. Yeah. No. Like, who knows? Maybe one of them sees this and they're like, "Fire him!" And be like two for two, you know, like, two for two. fired twice from the same place, you know. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, trying to trying to bet on yourself and not having God in your sights and not having your family in the middle and honestly having faith in Him that He's gonna provide and He's gonna make. He's the thing. Like you still have to do the work. God's not just gonna drop money in your lap, but He can make your work tenfold. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's just not what I was doing. I was just. I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, was your dad always uh, Patriots? Yeah. So. Well, well, hold on. Yes and no. He was an associate pastor at another church in town. Yeah. God was like, hey, you're going to do your own thing, um, but you're going to move your family into an RV for a year. And so me, my four siblings at the time, my parents all climbed into an RV and traveled around the U.S. for nine months. So. And out birthed a church. <laughs> ha. ha- because you went through so many anger issues, did you always have faith in God? Mm. Um, well, that's a great question. I would say yes and no. I would say yes, like if you like, like if I would like be serious with myself, I would say yes, but my anger clouded that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that like being, because I was 100% being run by my emotions and not being run by facts, you know? And you can't let yourself do that. You can't let yourself be run by emotions. You can, you know, regulate based off your emotions. And, you know, you take your emotions as input. Like, how did that situation make me feel? Okay, mm-hmm. now what are the facts of that situation? Do the emotions line up, you know? Because there are times your emotions lie to you. Like, honestly, I, love's not an emotion. And so affection's an emotion. You know, you can feel affectionate towards someone. And that initial, like, ooh, Look at them over there. Hey, cute. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not like that's an emotion, you yeah. know. But like, love is a choice, you know. And love is not based off of emotions. If love was based off of emotions, the 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 divorce rate would not be fifty percent; it'd be a hundred. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, making the choice by faith is not something I always did, but it was always something important to me, mm-hmm. especially as I got older and found my own faith. Yeah. You know, I was a kid. My faith was my mine was my parents' faith. You know. But as I got older, like high school, of course, I went to Bible school right out of high school. And, you know, and then I kept home. But, like, coming, like, like I would say, like, junior, senior year was when I started taking, like, my walk super serious. And, uh, uh, yeah, then, yeah, those times, yes. But that, uh, that was definitely P 
peak anger time. Yeah. But. Do you want to do any of your questions? Oh, yeah. I have a question. I told you this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> This was part one of Weston's episode. Part two will be out soon. Make sure you like, download, and subscribe. And have a beautiful day, friends.